absolute power corrupts absolutely. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Everyone and welcome once again to a t- it's 10 o'clock Sunday morning. Um, if you listen to me, it's a dreary day on the East Coast, but for most of the country, that's in NFL country I'm talking about, it's a great day for football. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and as always on 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again, 347 347- 637-3220 is a place to be if you want to talk to the master. And you know that's JT and that's me. Got a great show in store for you today. We're talking about week seven in the fantasy football and re- real football, okay, where there's uh, uh, several teams on buys. We're talking about the um, – and, and some key teams too. Uh, Chicago with uh, its players. We're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, the red-hot Cincinnati Bengals, people you can't use them this week, unfortunately. Uh, Denver Broncos, you can't use them. They're on a buy. And the Green Bay Packers, there's a lot of fantasy, good fantasy players sitting on the bench. Hopefully hopefully you got some decent backups to put in your lineups to help you get that win. Hopefully you're listening to me, and I can give you some alternatives, hopefully, uh, that uh, uh, will help you get that fantasy win. Slim Pickens, uh, I wouldn't say Slim Pickens, but there's Pickens out there. Let me put it that way. Uh, there's some uh, late breaking, I should, yeah, late breaking news. Some players in, some players out. When we get to those games, we'll talk about them. Uh, like I said, the, uh, I gave you the number. We also have a chat room sitting out there. So if you jump online and you jump onto our, our, our um, website, which is www.blogtalkradio.com, forward slash B-I-C-H-B-K. Uh, we, we have a chat. You can ask a question, make a comment or a statement in there. And, and quite naturally, we, we welcome your phone calls and questions because all I'm about here is helping people uh, to win their fantasy week, which helps them win their fantasy, uh, um, well, helps them get to their fantasy playoffs. That's the key. As long as you can qualify for the playoffs, it doesn't make a difference what record you have. As long as you qualify for the playoffs, you have a chance. You got to be in it to win it, people. That's that's my motto. You got to be in it to win it. So if you're seven and six, eight and five, and it barely gets you into the playoffs, so be it, because it's all bets off once you get into the playoffs. It's one it's um, one and done. So hopefully you can you can transition from week to week into the playoffs, make you strong enough to make that championship run and bring home the moolah, the money, or the trophy, or for bragging rights, whatever whatever your uh, uh, ultimate championship uh, reward is. All right, without further ado, let's get into week seven. Uh, you, I told you the buys. I, I told you uh, uh, the things I wanted to tell you. Phone number, how to get on the website, jump in the chat room. Uh, what else is there? The games, some key injuries, like I said. So once we get to the game, 
We're going to talk about the uh, um, key injuries in there. Hopefully it can bring some uh, 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 help to the, those who need help. Now I'm going to give a shout out. Okay. I don't know if they're listening, but um, I have one team. Excuse me. I have one team that uh, I have one league, I should say. I have more than one league, but I think some of the members of that league may be listening in. So I'm going to give a shout out to the Brian Invitational League. Uh, the commissioner is my nephew, Brian. And uh, the members, they may be listening, they may not. Um, hopefully not, because when I give out this stuff, quite naturally, they may run to the waiver wire and jump on some of these guys. Um, some of them are already taken up. Some of them may, may not be. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, um, let's move to the first game on the agenda. I'm going to go by the weather, and, and quite naturally, the Bills and the Jaguars are playing already, so uh, I don't need to go into that game. Uh, all the all the uh, particulars, meaning the players in that game, are already in in, uh, um, in in motion. I don't even know the score of the game. Um, to tell you the truth, uh, but it is what it is. So we're not even going go to go go to that, okay? Because that's already in motion. We'll we'll jump to the next game, and it's not it's one o'clock games, four o'clock games, eight thirty game, which is the night one night game. And the Monday night game. I run the whole gamut. Each player, uh, each each matchup, I should say, and um, the relevant players on both sides of the um, on both sides of the field. Whether it be, uh, for instance, whether it be the Bills or the Jaguars, I, 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 I jump in on on all those players, whether they're relevant or not. What I think is going to be a, a good play and a bad play. Anyway, let's move on to this is a. <laughs> This is a game that probably not too high on people's uh, um, agenda, but it's always relevant in fantasy because the two two teams have players that you may be playing because really you don't have any other choice or you like them, and you may be a fan of one one uh, team or the other. But I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a bye. Um, And visiting the um, the Washington Redskins. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm uh, reading something here. Uh, and uh, finally went off in the last two games. Uh, he's ran he ran for uh, 106 yards and for 20 carries versus the Panthers. And the Panthers are pretty good defense. And and then he uh, ran for uh, 24 yard 24 carries with 123 yards over over the uh, Jaguars. So he's had three touchdowns, um, which was his best game. And then and that, since that, four touchdowns uh, off the Raiders in, in, in 2012. Well, let me put it this way. And, and before I start running off those statistics, which are BS, uh, Doug Martin, in my opinion, I know Washington is, has a pretty good run defense, but he's also involved in a passing game. And Charles Sims gets involved. Uh, to me, uh, I play Doug Martin. Uh, you probably don't have a choice because of the uh, teams that are on buys, but I would play Doug Martin, but uh, I would temper my expectations. I think he barely gets into double digits uh, because the fact is that uh, it, we're, we're, we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're talking about visiting the Washington Redskins, uh, and uh, and there's pretty stout 
run defense. They're they're weak on the uh, on the offensive. Excuse me, they're weak on the pass side, passing side of the of the ball, uh, the passing side of the defense. So I think um, how Tampa Bay and Jameis Winston are going to be effective. Now I'm not saying to play Jameis Winston uh, um, this week. I, I'm not a big Jameis Winston. I am a big Jameis Winston fan, I should say, but. Um, There, there's got to be some better choices out there than putting Jameis Winston in your starting lineup. Let me put it that way. I think the two big wide receivers, because the Washington Redskins have smallest uh, DBs and not too good, that both these guys get their uh, get 50 to 60 yards, five to six catches, somewhere around that, and, and get a visit into the end zone. I like both of them, these guys to get a visit into the end zone. Remember, people. I do not pick winners and losers in here. I just pick fantasy relevance to players that are on each side of the field and uh, how I see it. Um, and with that being said, okay, uh, I, I'm walking over to the uh, other side of the field and uh, visiting the Washington Redskins, who will be without uh, Chris Thompson, who's um, dealing with some health issues and won't be playing. That uh, opens the door for now a healthy Matt Jones. Uh, for those Matt Jones owners, probably know that um, he's going to be involved in this. He's he's a big uh, uh, well, he's he basically he's a dual threat. But uh, Alfred Morris should be able to find some running room. Uh, if those who have Alfred Morris or who have held on to him or picked him up of uh, people who dropped him off the, on the waiver wire, this is one of those weeks. And when Alpha Morris should be a, um, a viable option, uh, I see him running about 50, 60 yards. He's not too involved in a passing game. That's Matt Jones' this week's forte. So you can use both of these. Tampa Bay, uh, excuse me, the Washington Redskins running backs, uh, especially if it's in PPR. If you're in a PPR league, I, this, is, this is the time that you can listen to uh, your, your uh, heart and your head and put uh, one of these players into your lineup. You're short on a flex play. You're short on a RB2. Now, I'm not saying they're going to get RB2 um, numbers, but what I'm saying is you need points in running back position and you don't have any viable options, and these guys these are sitting on a waiver wire, which they shouldn't be, but they may be depending on what league you're in. Then uh, um, pick them up off the waiver wire, uh, drop somebody that's dead wood on your, on your roster, pick them up, put them in your lineup, uh, and uh, sit back, and I'm confident that the combination of <laughs> – excuse me, not the combination, but the um, both of these guys should be fantasy relevant this week. Alfred Morris in the running game, so he's more of a standard league uh, play, but he can also be used in PPR because uh, uh, he's not a dual threat, but he'll get you the same amount of points, whether it's standard or PPR, because – if it's a running back, he gets into the end zone, which I think he'll visit. Um, I, more likely, he'll be the hammer if they get down on the goal line. I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan, and, and a lot of you shouldn't be. Uh, he's really not a viable option. That's why you, you, I wouldn't have mentioned him, uh, but uh, j- just for sake. That uh, uh, Matt Jones is definitely in the PPR uh, conversation. Uh, strong flex play. There's no two ways about that. And uh, um, if you, like I said, either one of these guys can be your RB2 if you have a 
better flex position and you're looking for running back help, uh, both these guys should be effective um, and give you some decent fantasy points. All right, let's move on. And, and the weather there, <clears throat> for those who are worried about the weather, uh, should be about 70 degrees down in D.C. and mostly cloudy. Uh, I don't see uh, uh, too many places. There's a couple of places that may deal with uh, some inclement weather, uh, but nothing serious enough that it would affect uh, the play of the um, the, play, the fantasy players on, on your roster. <clears throat> but uh, like I said, it's 70 degrees, mostly cloudy, uh, overcast day, um, a little bit warm for um, a typical football day, but um, it's not uh, uh, overly hot. So it's, it should be comfortable weather to watch and to play football uh, if you're in the stadium. All right, let's move on to the next game, which some people think is a extremely big mismatch. Um, now, I know that the Tennessee Titans um, aren't going to have Marcus Mariota. Uh, and most of you in fantasy land know that Marcus Mariani, Mariotta, I should say, is not going to play. Zach Metzenberger will get the start. Um, Harry Douglas, and I'm pretty sure there's not too many people who have Harry Douglas on, on the roster, is also out. Um, but going to Tennessee. Now, the Atlanta Falcons are a high-powered offense um, with the number one running back in fantasy in Devontae Freeman. And uh, uh, um, the top five wide receiver in fantasy and in football with uh, Julio Jones. So what's up? What am I saying here? I'm saying that Matt Ryan is a viable option, a very good option in here. Okay. Against this uh, Tennessee uh, defense, even though Tennessee is in the top 15 against uh, preventing fantasy points against the uh, quarterback position, I still say that um, uh, Matt Ryan is a viable option here. Now, believe it or not, Believe it or not. Now, I still say he's going to get his because the way he's been running and and, and uh, um, um, it didn't doesn't seem like uh, uh, any defense is able to stop him. Tennessee is top ten in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. Top fifteen in the same uh, same vein in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver. So you're saying that Tennessee's defense is pretty stout. It's a, it's a decent defense, middle of the road defense. So don't go into Tennessee, Atlanta, thinking that because of their record, they're a pushover because uh, the, the problem is not with the offense. I mean, defense it's, it, it's with the offense and it's going to be even bigger problem with that Metzenberger being there, not the starting quarterback. So on the uh, Atlanta side, Matt Ryan is a definite play. <clears throat> DeFonte Freeman is a good play. Julio Jones, without a shadow of doubt, is a excellent play here. And uh, um, I've been riding the Leonard Hankerson um, train uh, ever since the beginning of the season. <clears throat> and uh, I think he, he uh, bounces back and, and puts up a, a productive uh, against this. Like I said, this is, this is not a pushover defense, especially in the passing game. So um, 
I'm thinking that everyone in in here, including the kicker, kick, Matt Bryant is one of the better kickers. Uh, I think he's the top five kicker, if I'm not mistaken, in fantasy. Um, and uh, I, I would definitely uh, play Matt Bryant in here um, against the Tennessee Titans. Now, on the other side, um, you you can't play the Tennessee uh, uh, quarterback. There's no way I'm playing Matt Metzenberger unless I'm in dire, absolutely dire straits, and you shouldn't be. <clears throat> Excuse me. There should be plenty of quarterbacks out there for you to uh, pick up and use. All right. On the other side, on the running in the running back position, now Atlanta is next to last in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. But this is here's the dilemma. You got Antonio Andrews, Dexter McCluster, and Bishop Sankey. Yes, I'm silent because I this who who who's going to be the better of the three? These three running backs are a hot mess. Hot mess. So this is my first waiver wire pickup. If you have room on your roster for a running back, David Cobb, um, who hasn't played a down in regular season yet, is should be eligible to come off the um, IR designated return uh, after week nine. So this is week seven. There's nobody that I know, except I picked him up in one one league um, where I was deficient in running back, um, that is picking this guy up because he's an afterthought. I'm telling you right now, uh, during the end, end, tail end of the season, and I know this is week seven, but you got to look ahead. You got to have some type of foresight. If you're hurting for running backs, tail end of the season, Tennessee has got one of the best scapegoats schedule is favorable in the running back uh, um, spot. Pick up David Cobb after week nine, 10, somewhere around there, uh, because it's such a, such a mess that uh, if he's anything halfway better, uh, uh, even closely remotely better than these guys, <clears throat> he'll get a shot. And hopefully Ken Wisenhunt, who gets really shaky with running backs, will bring this guy out of the, out of mothballs. And uh, let him do his thing. Um, I think he's probably the better option out of the other three guys. And uh, um, if, like I said, if you have some room on your roster, this is week seven. He's due to come back after week nine. So put him on your roster and uh, follow Roto World, Roto Wire, whatever you follow to follow players to see um, his his uh, progress and see uh, about where he's going to um, wind up in a pecking order once uh, it, it, it rolls around week after week nine. You never know. You never know. Just remember, I said David Cobb, and this is week seven. Um, now, when Zach, Zach, Zach Mettenberger was the quarterback last year, uh, one of his favorite targets was uh, Delaney Walker, okay? Um, and Atlanta is 26 in preventing fantasy po- points and uh, um, against a, a tight end position. So I say he's a definite play, strong play, strong play, extremely strong play. Now, quite naturally, um, I would say quite naturally, but conversely, I should say, um, they're number four against preventing, 
they're number four preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. So don't expect too much with Kendall Wright. Uh, Dorio Green Beckham, um, for the most part, hasn't been doing anything, but he's progressively getting more and more involved in the offense, and it's been um, reported that Dorio Green Beckham, excuse me, they want to get Dorio Green Beckham more involved in the passing game. So if he's sitting on your waiver wire, and he probably is because he hasn't really been doing too much, even though he's progressively gotten somewhat better. Uh, I guess, you know, it's a rookie, slow to pick up the offense. Um, uh, he could be a viable play in the flex, uh, maybe a wide receiver three, four, somewhere around there. Um, but don't, but you know, that's because uh, there's a lot of, t- a lot of players, valuable players that are not playing this week. And you only look at somebody, for somebody to hopefully give you some fantasy points. If you don't have a viable option on your bench. So I'm saying, uh, uh, Doriel Green Beckham and Kendall Wright, uh, because I think that the um, Tennessee Titans are going to have to be throwing the ball a, a lot against the um, Atlanta Falcons once the Atlanta Falcons offense gets rolling. All right, let's move on to the next game on the <clears throat> agenda, which would be the um, – now this, in my opinion, it's going to be a shootout. The New Orleans Saints – against the uh, Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. I got a friend that I talked to on Friday um, who lives in Indianapolis. Um, he been in there, he's been a resident of Indianapolis since, I think, uh, he's not a Colts fan. He's not a Pacer fan. He's from Detroit. He used to live in D.C. Now he lives in Indianapolis. Um, and uh, why I say that, I just did it for no particular reason. Now, I'm not going to give you a weather because they're playing in the dome. So who cares about the weather outside? I'm just going to go to the game, give you this fantasy relevance. Obviously, obviously, people, in this game, I like a lot of options. A lot of options in here. Drew Brees, um, Quite naturally, in one of my leagues, he's been passed around like a $3 bill. And uh, uh, he's landed in, in a spot where I think he's going to do some good, but he won't be able to do any good there until next week. Indianapolis is 27th. Unfortunately, the person that I'm talking about can't use him this week, but Indianapolis is 27th in preventing fantasy points against the uh, um, quarterback position. 21st. In the running back, 28th in wide receiver, and 13th against the tight end. So that means Andrew Luck, Frank Gore, uh, Dante Moncrief, T.Y. Hilton, and maybe, and, and I'm saying maybe because the only bre- breakout game he had was when he went back home, and I'm talking about Andre Johnson, are, are, are due to have some pretty good days. I see Andrew Luck throwing for over 300 yards and doing a trifecta in the touchdown um, department. Frank Gore being able to run pretty well against New Orleans, who's got one of the worst defenses going. Uh, And um, it seems like no sign of getting better. And they're playing on the road, even though the advantage they're playing on the turf in a dome, which is what they do when they're home. 
So uh, that may offset it, but I still think there's going to be a lot of points in this game to be had because most, for the most part, even though these teams want to run, run the football and try to establish the run, and they're going to probably probably establish the run to keep the uh, opposing offense off the field. Their main thing is passing the football. Andrew Luck um, and Drew Brees like to throw the ball down the field. That's why I'm saying I like Mark Ingram in it. In his um, Mark Ingram fans, um, I think that he's going to have a pretty nice day. He's also involved in the passing game, so I think in PPR he's going to have a nice game also. Standard and PPR. Um, but uh, uh, let me go to let me go and back up a little bit and say I'm going to talk about the Saints and then talk about the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Drew Brees throws for a couple touchdowns in here. Um, I think he also throws for over 300 yards in this game. Uh, Mark Ingram, um, 50, 60 yards, uh, maybe 20 or 30 yards in the passing game. And, and I think he visits the end zone because I think both these offenses will be able to move the ball against the opposing defense. Um, two viable options in the um, uh, passing department. Uh, one I have, and and he seems like he's the main target uh, or a big target for um, Drew Brees. Uh, it seems like, and Brandon Cooks is coming around also. So Brandon Cooks, in my opinion, is a deep, good play here. Um, I think he's only about six or seven catches uh, and 70, 80 yards and visit into the end zone. But And, and also, number 83 um, in your program on the same side would be uh, Willie Sneed who I really like it in this matchup. I think he'll get about five or six catches. I think he goes over 100 yards. I, I, I really like Willie Sneed in there, not because I have him in one league or two or three or four, whatever, but I think uh, uh, because Drew, Drew Brees likes throwing to him a lot. And um, I think that uh, um, he's the, he's the better option. Uh, than Brandon Cooks, but both these guys are a viable option. Now, Ben Watson had a huge game, big monster game last week, uh, and a lot of people people picked him up, including myself. But like I said, Indianapolis against the tight end position is top 15. So temper your expectations on what you think that uh, uh, it's going to happen with uh, – Ben Watson and his fantasy relevance. Now, Drew Brees likes throwing to the to the tight end. He likes throwing to the tight end. Um, and uh, uh, so I, he's still going to throw to Ben Watson, but I don't think he's going to have anywhere close to the career game that Ben Watson had last week. Um, but they're, they're going to be throwing a football. Guaranteed they're going to be throwing a football. Anyway. Anyway. Um, on the other side of the ball, like I said, I said I, I'm, I'm thinking that Andrew Luck is going to throw about for three touchdowns and over three bills. I think both of these quarterbacks are going to have good days against uh, uh, pretty bad uh, defenses. New Orleans is 31st against the quarterback, 28th on the running back, 29th in the tight end, and 11th, top 15 against the wide receiver and preventing fantasy points. So the quarterback should have a good day. Running back should have a good day, and so should the tight end. Um, meaning uh, Ben Watson may have a t- good day, but I don't think he's going to get anywhere close 
anywhere close to um, what happened uh, uh, last week. Now, like I said, I, I like Dante Moncrief in this game big time. I like T.Y. Hilton in this game. Um, I'm not too too high on the um, Dwayne Allen, uh, even though that that's a weakness in New Orleans. I think because of the um, skill set of the uh, wide receivers, I know Andrew Luck likes Stone, the Kobe Flinner, and 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 Dwayne Allen. I think those two guys are going to offset each other. Um, I don't think they have big games. I think the wide receivers have big games in here because. Uh, the uh, backside of Indianapolis is uh, uh, very weak, even though they do have Vontae Davis. Um, but he only can cover one guy. And we have uh, uh, three viable uh, options. Philip Dorsett, speedster, uh, uh, rookie. T.Y. Hilton, another uh, uh, speedster. And Dante Moncrief, who else also got some speed. So a um, lot, lot on the uh, um, menu for New Orleans defense, and I don't think that quite naturally can cover them all. And I think at least two or the three have a big game, and I like uh, the the uh, more experienced guys in Dante Moncrief and T.Y. Hilton to have that. All right, let's move on to the next game. And uh, uh, that would be the um, the Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit Lions in uh, um, in in the dome in uh, uh, Ford Field. Um, Lions finally won a game last week. Um, the, the Minnesota Vikings are um, coming in to, to to meet their division rival. Adrian P- Peterson was uh, um, questionable coming into this game, but um, from what I'm seeing here, is a um, would be good to go. Um, he's always had good games against uh, uh, the um, Detroit Lions. Uh, he had a very good game uh, earlier in the year, and uh, I, I expect nothing less. Um, so, because in, in week two. Uh, Peterson in total yards had a, a damn near uh, 200 yards by himself. So, and uh, you look up the history of Adrian Peterson and his encounters or matches with the Detroit defense. Uh, 13, I think he's got 13 games and 11 touchdowns and 100 and over 100 yards in each of those uh, 11 games um, that he scored touchdowns. So he likes running against the division rival Detroit Lions. So I expect him, if he's good to go, um, all day should run all day, hopefully. I'm crossing my fingers. Um, we'll see We'll see what happens. Anyway, um, let's go on to the uh, uh, that game and see what kind of fantasy relevance uh, we can find in that game. And uh, um, if, uh, in fact, that uh, some some players are due to come back. 
Let's go on the other one on the one side. Let's let's talk about this kid. Uh, 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 quite naturally, I said play Adrian Peterson. That's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. Um, in this game, I also tell you to play the uh, uh, tight end because, in fact, uh, we'll get we'll get to the other players. But but the tight end, um, Detroit, twenty second against the quarterback, twenty sixth running back. 24th wide receiver, 25 tight end in preventing fantasy points. So they're on the bottom side of each category. That's really important. Not, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I could say the uh, the kicker and the defense, but I'm talking about quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. They're on the bottom side of, of all that in, in the category. So what am I telling you? I'm saying that Kyle Rudolph is a good play today. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, being a young quarterback in a North Turner offense, um, likes to throw to the tight end. Best friend of a young quarterback when he's in trouble is a short, safe play, uh, a short, excuse me, short, safe pass, and that's to the tight end in the middle of the field. But when he wants to make a big play, I talked about this kid three weeks ago, three weeks ago, okay, about picking him up. Two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row, he, he scored in um, some serious double-digit fantasy points. Two weeks in a row, I'm talking about. And uh, in PPR, this kid, and let me get to it and give you the exact um, uh, information about Stefan Diggs, who I told you to pick up several weeks ago um, because – uh, he was going to get uh, he was going to get his shot um, before they went on to buy week four. Uh, he uh, had six catches for 87 yards, um, and then they went on to buy. Now, for those who didn't pick him up, those that didn't pay attention, because I said it three weeks ago to pick this kid up, he came back off the buy against Kansas City. Okay, one of the worst t- um, pass defenses. In, the, in in all of football, and had seven catches and 129 yards, and he still hasn't visited the end zone. But he's targeted, and he's one of Teddy Bridgewater's favorite targets. In the beginning of the season, I told you I didn't I don't didn't like Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace, in my opinion, is a one trick pony. Nine route, that's it. Um, he doesn't like to go over the middle that too much. Uh, he gets short arms. This kid is a playmaker, a playmaker. If you didn't pick him up, too bad. I picked him up in, in as many leagues I could pick him up before uh, um, some other people. And um, this kid's a playmaker. Um, he's not, and, and he's still got a lot in the tank. He's, he's a, a fifth round um, from Maryland. And uh, um, I'm expecting big things from this kid. So if he happens to be on the waiver wire, which I highly doubt, and you're looking for some good fantasy daily and weekly play, this is one of the kids you need to pick up and put in. Stefan Diggs. I like this kid a lot. A lot. Let's go on the other side. Um, Megatron came came out and, and played well last week. Is he going to do it this week? He should be able to. Um, um, but on a limited basis, 
the um, Minnesota Vikings. Believe it or not, Minnesota Vikings have a very pretty good defense. Mike Zimmer is the um, head coach, defensive background. That's one of the things he's going to key on, make sure he's got a solid defense. Uh, they're they're uh, fourth against the quarterback, 13th against the running back, and 10th in, uh, against preventing fantasy points in the uh, wide receiver position. Their weakness is preventing um, um, uh, preventing fantasy points uh, against a tight end, which, which they're ranked 24th. So what am I saying? Eric Ebron is supposed to be coming back. Um, and the last time he played the Vikings, he had five catches for 43 yards, and, and he caught a touchdown. So if, if, if um, Eric Ebron is back, you, you play Eric Ebron, you got to play um, uh, Megatron. There's no two ways about it. Uh, I think Matthew Stafford, that week off, may, um, that week off when he got sat down, may have uh, opened his eyes a little bit. Uh, may, maybe he tempered, tempered his recklessness, and uh, uh, he decided to uh, play a little better ball. So he's um, throwing. Uh, uh, he threw a lot better last week. Let's see if he continue, continues it in Ford Field against a division rival. So I like Calvin Johnson. I like Golden Tate also in here. Um, now, who, who, who in the running back position? Um, Bell's supposed to be healthy, but I don't think uh, they're going to use Joyke Bell as much as uh, um, um, because I think they still have belief in, in Abdu- Amir Abdullah, and they like u- using theoretic in the passing game, who's been a uh, PPR gem uh, in running back position in in the uh, passing game. Uh, let me uh, jump on the uh, – I got a call coming in, and I haven't talked to this guy in such a, a long time, so I got to see uh, what he wants to say or what he has to say or whatever. Um, welcome, Macal, to the show. Uh, how you been, my man? What's up, sir? How you I, been, my I man? Hear you. I hear you. I'm good at you in here talking about them Vikings and Lions. And Bears, oh my. <laughs> What's oh, up? Vikings How you Bears? Bears? I thought, is the Vikings the Bears or is the Vikings and Lions? No, I'm just saying, if you ever watch the Wizards of Oz, it's, it's, um, they, they say uh, um, Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh my. You ever, I don't know if you ever heard oh, that. Okay. That's what, okay. when you said Vikings. Yeah, I heard that. When, yeah, yes, that's why that's why I jumped in on that. Uh, anyway, how you been, man? It's been it's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. We didn't we didn't finish a quarter of the season, and uh, disgusting. And the dude that they got quarterbacking sucked. He sucked last year, and he sucked the year before that. I don't know. I don't understand why these people think he automatically. I don't. I don't think. I don't understand why these people automatically see Tom Brady when they look at this dude. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you. Let me tell you something, man. Um, I think they um, management, including probably the ownership, uh, grudgingly the uh, the owner, um, is going along with the GM and the uh, coach and putting current cousins out there uh, because they don't want to pay that um, big nut. Next next year, if uh, RG three gets hurt this year, and more than likely RG three is going to be sent packing next year. So, um, if they can prevent themselves from um, put 
position to get hurt, and then he's guaranteed that $16 million. They're going to keep him on the bench and ride with Kirk Cousins as long as they can and hope for the best. No, bro. I don't know. This coach, no. this coach has, this coach has got to get the seven wins, and he will, or he will not be here next year. And RG three will still be here. Well, Kirk let me ask gone. you. RG will still be here, and uh, they'll they'll have a new coach. You think RG three is still going to be here? You really, you really believe, yeah, he, believe that? He's under contract. He's under contract. Well, I mean, like, like I said, they can always they can always release him. It's, it's contract not guaranteed. No, it's not guaranteed. But he's the only one that's really not on the hot seat. He got a, he he got a, he he really got a like a coaster position right now. Everybody else is on the hot seat. Everybody is under fire. This coach is under fire, and he and he and he very well should. He put himself there. He really did. He put himself there. If he wanted to keep his job, he should have kept. He should have kept uh, Griffin out there, dude. But see, he was so he's so enamored with showing this management that they don't know what they're talking about, and he gonna do what he gonna do. That he did that. And the, the, like I, I said it before to you on this show, though, the difference between Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins. Robert Griffin III, you'll win five games. Kirk. You might win six. Really, no difference. Really, that not that much difference. Well, then, 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 why, uh, why put Griffin out there? Because I, I keep on, I'll, I'll keep coming back to this. If if there's only a one game difference between one quarterback and the next, the only the deciding factor is having to pay sixteen million dollars to a quarterback that's injury prone. Um, if you put him out there and put him in in um, a situation, and he's going to be in a situation once he gets on the field of getting injured, versus put, keeping him on the bench, keeping that sixteen million dollars in your pocket, and if if you whenever if and whenever you release him, you don't have to worry about paying him that sixteen million because it's not guaranteed unless he gets hurt. All right, but you 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 the is still not doing his job. So if you take well, that position, right, and say, yeah, okay, we're yeah. going to protect him so he don't get hurt and we can get rid of this quarterback because he's right. not developing, guess what? Your, the coach is not doing his job. That's not what he was brought here for. He was This coach was not brought in here to take this team to the Super Bowl or turn this team around. He, he wasn't brought in here for that. He was brought in here to develop this quarterback. So if you're not playing him, right, and you just – you just gonna hold him until you know you you gonna keep him you gonna keep him healthy and then and then get rid of him. Then why not get rid of you too? Because you didn't do what I, you didn't do you didn't do nothing to what I asked you to do or what you said you was gonna do. Well, you gotta go maybe, through. Well, maybe 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 some of the onus is on the coach, but some of the onus has got to be on the player too. It seems like the the player regressed. Versus uh, uh, um, progressing uh, in his in his uh, um, the way he plays. Um, no, and it's no it's no doubt it's 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 no doubt about that. But I got one for you, Jerry. You didn't mm-hmm. had you the coach. You didn't had three quarterbacks in this system, and right. nobody everybody looks bad. 
So what does that tell you? Well, uh, it t- tells me maybe the, the quarterbacks he has on the team are not the, the quarterbacks that can be used in his system. I mean, he he okay. he came he came, he came over from Cincinnati, and had Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton performed pretty well, um, before he moved on, and, and Hugh Jackson took over the spot of offensive coordinator in Cincinnati. Um, that's the reason yeah, but, one of the reasons why, why Jay Gruden. That's one of the reasons why Jay Gruden uh, got the job because of the job he did with Andy Dalton, and uh, it but seems Andy like Andy Dalton no, no, wasn't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm and I'm sorry. saying, and and uh, and that's the reason why um, he got the job, and uh, he worked with Robert Griffin, trying to get Griffin to to, I guess, buy into his program, and to um, be able to function in his program. And in the beginning, in my opinion, there was high resistance uh, from Robert Griffin III, and also some arrogance on his point that I'm Robert Griffin III and I can do what I want. And not with the court because I got the ear of the owner, and uh, um, once the uh, the emperor's new clothes became visible, and he was bared out there, he uh, wasn't able to do the things that um, he thought he could do, and quite naturally, uh, the owner thought he could do. And I think that's why the owner right now bought into what the coach and GM are saying that we're going to have to sit this guy because. He's not, not. He's not progressing. He's regressing, and he's too injury prone to be a, a viable NFL quarterback uh, for this team. So your answer is to put in another dude who's throwing weight, throw weight, throws way more interceptions. I mean, completely, I and he 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 really knows your offense. My thing uh, is. I, I don't like the offense. I don't I like the offense. I don't think I don't think that you could find a quarterback anywhere that could run this offense. I don't think Tom Brady could run this offense. I don't think Peyton Manning today or in his heyday could run this this offense. I honestly do not believe that this guy knows how to coach in the NFL. I, I think he's a joke. I really think he needs. They really okay. need to get rid of him. He, they really need to get rid of him. I mean, because. He's not – he hasn't been able to adjust during games. I keep seeing him get outcoached by first-year – he got outcoached by a first-year coach, dude. Okay. I'm just I, – I'm just not – I understand. I'm not, trust, I'm not trust seeing me, that. Trust me, Macau. I, I do understand what you're saying. But in, in this case – and I'm not faulting – I am, but I'm not. Um, RG3, it's not about – to play on the field, it's all economics. It's economics. $16 million, if he, and it's more likely than not, they put him on the field, he's going to get hurt. And if he gets hurt, um, his, his, uh, his, uh, his, he, if he gets hurt on the playing field, actively playing on the playing field, then he's guaranteed $16 million. It's all about economics. It's not to play on the field. It's all economics. And I feel for it to watch the Redskins fan. I don't think it's, uh, it's, I don't, all, it's, it's, it's all economics. It's it, all, trust me, it's no, all economics. They don't want to no, put them on the bro, field. I, I, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with you. And okay, I, and I'm a, okay. And I'm a finance And I'm a finance guy. 
I, mm-hmm. I, I see the economics that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That would that would be real simple. But that right. also says that I'm not going to develop this guy. That, mean, that also says that I can't coach this guy. You're going against, this coach is going feverently against what he was brought in here for. That's I understand like that. You brought in here. You brought in here to run this show, and you decide you just want to talk to people on on the on the FSP Facebook page. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people coming to the zone talking there, but you're not. You know what I'm saying? You it's and then your offense is not what you it's it's not what you it's not what you it's not what everybody thought it was. It's not right. as good as everybody thinks it is. Right. You're not adjusting. And then when you had when you had Robert in there, he, he kept putting him in like really bad predicaments. It was like <laughs> yeah, well, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it you know, was, I, it was I, like I, ridiculous. I've watched I've watched uh, quite a few games. I watch a lot of games, as many games as I can possibly watch quite naturally because I play fantasy. So I got to watch a lot of games and a lot of players. And I've watched Robert Griffin the third, and I'm and I'm not a Redskins fan, but I'm rooting for him, bro. I'm telling you, he looks like he's lost. He's look like he's lost. Um, he ha- looks like he has a hard time reading defenses, um, and he looks out of place in an offense that um, I don't know if it doesn't fit him, but uh, it's an NFL offense compared to the first year when he was rookie of the year, and they catered the offense for him. The following year. They decided to to uh, push to more of an NFL offense, and that's when he started to struggle. And I think that's when he started to show resistance about learning that type of offense versus the offense that won him the Heisman in uh, college and won him the run him the won him the Rookie of the Year the first year he was in the um, NFL. And I think that uh, slowed his progression uh, and and actually um, hurt him because. Uh, he didn't learn the offense. Um, I think he was dealing, and I'd be truthful here, I think he was dealing, trying to deal with his brand versus uh, dealing with the playbook. And uh, uh, when you don't learn the offense, you're a quarterback, and you have a lot of in, indecisiveness. You have a tendency to um, think too much in, on the playing field. And when you think too much on the playing field, um, you put yourself in harm's way, especially it, it, the way he plays. And, and uh, he's not a slider. Uh, he's a glider. He's not a slider. And it hurt him a lot. Um, and, it, and, it, and it got him to a lot of bad habits. And sometimes, and I hate to say it to, to watch the Redskins fans, sometimes you just got to uh, um, lock it up and, and uh, wait till the time is right and uh, move on, meaning he goes to another team. Now, he may flourish in another team with a, a different uh, coaching style, Especially a, a, a quarterback coach that can 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 work well with all different types of per- personality types, um, but right now Jay Gruden is a very rigid quarterback. It, it's either his way or the highway, and um, some players respond to that. Some players don't. I think RG three is not a player that responds to something like that, and that's why it's it's been such a difficult time uh, in this uh, coaching regime with Jay Gruden. Uh, I think he's got to move on to somewhere that uh, he's got a better shot at succeeding, unfortunately, for Washington Redskins fans. I think uh, I think Jay Gruden is the problem. I think Jay Gruden's offense 
is not what he thinks it is. Right. I think uh, I think a lot of the, a lot of him not working with RG three has has absolutely nothing to do with any of that uh, that arrogant stuff or him not studying the playbook. I absolutely do not believe that. This kid graduated from college in three years. Yeah, I, I know that. I, I have. I, I can't like see him just being, you know what I'm saying, ignorant like that. And he's not a kid that that comes across that way. What I can believe is this dude. I, I'm. I, I have never been impressed with Andy Dalton anyway. I didn't think he did all that great that year anyway. Because if I if, if I remember correctly. Those couple of those years they went to the playoffs. Uh, Andy Dalton just looked. I mean, he looked just like the way Kirk Cousins looks right right now. I mean, exactly, just throwing interceptions at the very wrong time. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and well, you're right. Another thing, another thing about this offense, you you had Robert in. Robert didn't throw the ball quick enough. Now you got Kirk in there. He's throwing the ball too fast. Okay, so he's throwing the ball too fast. He's not getting sacks, but he's getting interceptions. Robert Griffin III apparently holds the ball a little bit too long. He gets sacks, but he gets no interception. But, but I mean, Cal, so you're not, like you don't, you don't, you're not you're not listening to you, you're not listening to what I'm saying, brother. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I tell you, it has nothing to do with the play on the field. It's economics. No, no, no. Well, okay. You refuse to believe that. You refuse no, to believe that. No, no, no. I mean, no. You, we, we're talking about the Washington Redskins. We're talking I know, about Washington Redskins. We, I know that. We're talking about the Washington. We're talking about the Washington Redskins. Economics I know that, man. Ain't never been economics. Ain't never been a problem. Ain't ain't it, never it, been a problem here. In this ain't case, it is. In this case, no. it is. No, I think it, okay. I think it, I think it okay. totally has to do with this coach not wanting to work with this dude, and I think Robert Griffin III showed way too much of the blame, way, way, way too much of the blame. Well, I think it's a combination much. of both of them. I think it's a combination of both of them. It is um, a combination of both of them, but well, I, I think well, it's the coach. I think it's the coach more so because okay, I don't well, believe that this dude. I don't believe that this dude can coach in the NFL. I really don't. Okay. I well, mean, he's, he's, he's coached. Never... He's coached quite. He's coached for quite a while. Maybe not as a head coaching position, but he's been a coach for for for, for a little bit. Yeah, so. but I keep see, Yeah, but I keep seeing things. You know what I'm saying? I keep seeing things when I watch the game. Like you know, they're not adjusting. They don't adjust mm-hmm. at, at the game level. They, he doesn't do that. And I mean, numerous times last year, I I, I saw him. The offensive line had had been pathetic the whole game. Mm-hmm. They get the ball at the fifteen yard line, and he gonna call a all a, a all out everybody out pass play. You at the fifteen yard line, and, I mean, what is Robert supposed to do with that? You know what I'm saying? Your, the offensive line ain't been blocking all day. I mean, you 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 gotta get eight, you gotta get eight men up that front or something and do something else. Right. I just never saw that. I, I, I don't see that. And then he okay. got slim. He just got out coached by Todd Bowles. Todd <laughs> Bowles. Todd Bowles is a good coach, Todd man. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is a good coach with a very good team. Slim. With a really good slim. team. This is first year. This is first year. This yeah, is first but, year. But, but let, me say, let me say something. 
Todd Bowles has coached before uh, in an interim uh, position with Miami Dolphins. And uh, I'm trying to think what the other team he coached uh, at, at, at an inter- interim position. So it's not like this. I mean, it is his full head coaching uh, year that he's going to have, but it's not like he hasn't had experience in, in head coaching uh, a football team. So, and he's got okay, a, so he's got, he, he's got a top five defense, which his forte is defense uh, with, with one of the best, if not the best corner corner uh, in, in the NFL. And, and um, he's got pretty good weapons on the offensive side of the ball with, with a quarterback that I'm not too really thrilled about, but um, thrives in the uh, but, offense that the offensive coordinator has put together. So he's got a pretty well-rounded team versus Kirk Cousins and Washington Redskins, who are who are weak against the pass for one, and um, has a quarterback that's quarter uh, that uh, uh, turnover prone for another. Not just against the Jets, he's been turnover prone against every team that he's played. So um, he he's in a but difficult I, but, position. But I saw, but what I what I saw in Todd Bowles, I saw coaching. I saw coaching. I saw okay. him. I saw him. I saw him change up, change up two or three times in that game. Two or mm-hmm. three times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On the fly. Jake Gruden, try it again. And blame it, and blame it on the player. That's mm-hmm. been his that's been his modus operandi. He'll run the same play. He, Kirk Cousins has thrown the same interception three times already. Yep. Yep. You yep. throw the same interception three times already. So. That's 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 what he, that's what he's going to get from Kirk Cousins. But I'm telling you, and you're not you really you really not listening. I, I, and I know you're listening, but but it, oh, you're really not believing it that it's not economics. It's economics, plain and simple, as the as, as the, uh, the nose on your face. They won't play him because they don't want him get to get hurt. So they don't have to play that sixteen million dollars. Who's he's guaranteed sixteen million dollars if he gets hurt this year, next year. So they won't play him. They're not going to play him, especially if they see that they're not going to win that many more games with him. They're not going to play him, and that's that's, that's the reason. So, that's the reason. So, so they're going to go. They're going to go after a quarterback next year. Maybe not in the college ranks, but they're going. They have. I would think they have. They have a plan to go after somebody. Somebody's backup or somebody's quarterback that they like next year versus or pick pick a quarterback out off the. Um, uh, out of the college ranks, which I kind of doubt it, because I think the college um, quarterback ranks um, is a weak in a quarterback position uh, going into the two, 2016 draft. But one way or the other, there's going to be another quarterback uh, in, in Washington uh, next year, and I don't think it's going to be RG3. I don't think so. If this okay. dude, If this dude does not win at least seven games, he's out of mm-hmm. here. I don't think he's he will. out of here. And, I don't think he will. And, and, and he's going. He's going to be gone. He's going to be gone, and they're going to keep Robert. Robert's going to be the only quarterback oh. under contract next year. Okay. Well, what, they're well, not going to bring. Back, they're not going to bring back uh, Kirk. Okay. And, well, uh, they may bring back Colt, but you remember I told you this. He gets over. <sighs> he gets to seven. He's staying, and Robert's okay. gone. Okay. He doesn't get the he doesn't get the seven. Robert Stan. Okay. And he's going to be gone. All right. Let's uh, move on because I got uh, a few few more games to go go through here. Uh, we stopped I'm so at sorry. the. Uh, 
It's okay. So it, it, it's it's quite a quite a right, man. I know you had a vent, so you know this is always a good program. Me and you, I, I allow you to talk, man. It's no, that's not a big deal. It is what it is. Um, let's move on to the um, Steelers and the Chiefs. Now, need I say more, people? The Steelers and the Chiefs, really? One of the first. I think that they're next to last, if not last, uh, or they're running a close last to Baltimore in the um, uh, preventing. Uh, points uh, against the wide receiver position with Kansas City is 32nd. Like I said, either next to last or last. They are last against preventing points against the wide receiver position. Uh, uh, and uh, 30th in that same category, the uh, same uh, preventing fantasy points in the uh, uh, quarterback. They're a little better against the running back. And I think Chachandrick, uh, um, uh, uh, I should say, West. And Niall uh, Davis will have a, um, a tougher, tough time trying to get r- running room. Um, and since, since Jamal Charles has left, they really don't have an offense because Alex, Alex Smith doesn't like throwing the ball uh, more than 10 yards down the field. So what's that tell you? Um, I'm thinking that Cat, Travis Kelsey is going to have a busy day. Jeremy Macklin is supposed to play coming off of uh, – um, um, concussion protocol. So Alex, Alex likes throwing to him. Um, I don't think any of these uh, wide receivers get a trip into the end zone. Uh, I think uh, the only one that's got a shot to get into the end zone is Travis Kelsey. And uh, I think uh, this is going to be a tough game for Alex Smith and company, because I think uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers who are going to start Landry Jones, who, who pulled out that game, um, last week for the Pittsburgh Steelers after Michael Vick got hurt. Um, if you're looking for a, a quarterback, and, I, and, and I, I know this is a reach, excuse me, I know this is a reach, but I'm reaching because I think um, because of the skill set of the players that he has to throw to and to hand off to, I'm talking about Landry Jones. Um, he is a viable option in the quarterback position to put in your lineup. I think he throws for about 250 yards, a couple touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell is going to be able to run through this Kansas City defense. Um, um, and uh, uh, even though they're in the top 15 in run defense, I think Le'Veon Bell is matchup proof. Uh, I think he gets into the end zone. And finally, finally, after a two- or three-week hiatus, Antonio Brown gets a visit into the end zone with Landry Jones um, path, moving the ball down the field to uh, Landry Jones. And uh, second week back, Martavius Bryant, who came back last week on, on a um, um, huge, huge day. Uh, I think he gets the, um, another trip into the end zone. And uh, um, um, so you play both of these guys quite naturally. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Um, I don't think uh, Heath Miller is a good option here. I think Landry Jones has got a big arm. He's going to try to get his uh, um, his throws to the playmakers in uh, Pittsburgh, and that's Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant. Marcus Wheaton is definitely an afterthought, um, and he's not a viable option in my opinion. All right, let's move on to a another matchup, which would be the Houston Texans. Uh, no, excuse me. We go to we go to the uh, um, Cleveland Browns versus the uh, St. Louis Rams. 
and uh, all you Todd Gurley fans, including myself, um, this kid's coming off a layoff. He ran for 140 and, uh, and 150 yards um, back-to-back. Hasn't got a visit into the end zone. Um, I see him getting a visit into the end zone and running for about 130 yards at least. Uh, very Used very little. Uh, as he would go on, he'd probably use more and more in a, in a short passing game. But uh, this kid is the real deal. Last week, um, for those who are Todd Gurley fans, I don't know if you knew this or not, uh, in practice he took off his knee brace. Now he's eight or nine months, maybe ten months off of uh, ACL surgery, and he's feeling that well. And I'm not I'm not talking last week because he was on a bye, but um, the week before when he ran for over 150 yards, he had taken off his knee brace, and he was feeling that bet, that much better from an ACL that he took off his knee brace and he ran for almost 160 yards. He ran for 159 or whatever. So one week off, getting that much more healthy, going against the defense, that is 30th against the run and preventing fantasy points. I expect Mr. Todd Gurley to have a good day. Um, and I think quite naturally Jeff Fisher likes a bell cow of a running back, so they're going to lean quite heavily on Todd Gurley. Uh, another flex play, uh, since we're talking about the um, St. Louis Rams, and this kid is a big play waiting to happen. They're getting them more involved in the offense. Um, I have to give it to you. I would say give it to you, but um, uh, this FSP, who happened to be uh, Vic Gardner, he had talked about this kid a couple of years ago, and it took a, a couple of years for this kid to actually get his act together. And for the – Offensive coordinator to change because they, they got rid of Brian Schottenheimer and got a new offensive coordinator there to give this kid more options and more opportunity to, to touch the ball. That uh, Tavon Austin is a, is a very good option in here. I expect him to make a visit into the end zone. Um, used a little bit in the run game, but his big forte is making big plays in the passing game, receiving game. Uh, otherwise, I don't have anybody on the St. Louis side, on the uh, Cleveland side, uh, this is a very good defense coming off a bye. And the only viable play that I have here, um, two of them, uh, one, three of them, I should say, I'm sorry, three of them, would be Travis Benjamin, who happens to be a PPR machine, and, and I expect him to get about five or six catches, close to 50 to 60 yards. Uh, I don't think he gets into the end zone. I think that they uh, they prevent him from getting into the end zone. I think the only one that happens to get into the end zone is this guy who seems like he's matchup proof. Didn't think he was, but he happens to be talking about Gary Barnage, uh, the tight end, who's been a viable fantasy tight end week in and week out. And I think he also does the same thing here. A visit into the end zone, five to six catches, 40 to 50 yards. Uh, I like him here. Otherwise than that, um, Duke Johnson, they use him a lot in, in the uh, passing game. Um, I, I don't see him getting – uh, he maybe a flex play, uh, really a flex play. That, that's about it. If you're hurting for a running back and, and uh, you don't want to put him in a running back too, you can put him in a flex position because they use him in a passing game, especially in fantasy uh, leagues that are PPR. Uh, I see him getting about four or five catches somewhere around there, 30 to 40 yards, give or take. And um, quite naturally, he's used sparingly in the uh, running game. So I'm saying he gets about 10, 11 points, maybe, maybe. Um, in a flex position is where I see him. Uh, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Macau, but uh, if not, then we can move on from there. 
No, you can move on. Okay. All right, let's move on to my team now. Unfortunately, they're they're going up against a uh, uh, re-inspired Miami Dolphin team. Um, Like I said, I don't pick winners and losers here. Uh, Brian Horder has been balling out. Um, He's topped uh, 290 yards the last two weeks, and quite nasty, he's he's spreading the ball around better than um, Ryan Mallett. Um, he's, he's crazy. He, he's really ridiculous in the way he, he's able to get the, um, the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, who's now the number one, um, wide receiver in, um, fantasy, uh, balling out. This kid is the real deal. Number 10 in the program on the Houston side. So quite naturally, you got to play DeAndre Hopkins. There's no two ways about it. I think he flourishes against this, 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 uh, um, Miami team who's 21st in preventing fa- fantasy points against the wide receiver position. Uh, the ninth, again, preventing uh, uh, fantasy points against the quarterback position. Um, in two quarterback leagues, you could play Brian Hoyer. I wouldn't suggest playing him uh, as the main quarterback in one quarterback leagues. Uh, in the running backs, um, the uh, uh, um, Miami Dolphins are middle of the pack, uh, 19th in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. And they got a stud running back in, in, in um, Arian Foster. So you got to play Arian Foster in here. I think he gets a visit into the end zone. Uh, and um, it's quite naturally, he's used a lot in the um, short passing game. Uh, so he's great in PPR. Dual threat running backs are the great, are the absolute, the best um, option you can have for a running back is their dual threat. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Otherwise, now I really don't have any other players in there. That would be uh, uh, viable options on the other side of the ball. Now, like I said, they re-inspired um, uh, Miami Dolphins. And uh, uh, in my opinion, you got to play the um, running back, Lamar Miller. I think he, he, the, the new um, head, interim head coach, Dan Campbell, has uh, um, ignited his team by being able to say that we're going to be a physical team, and being a physical team, we're going to play – um, uh, we're going to run the football and we're going to play sound defense. And I think it's inspired the whole team. It looked like it last week. We'll see if it carries on at home against the Houston Texans. So I think Lamar Miller is an RB2. Uh, definitely a flex play. Uh, I wouldn't call him an RB1, but he's a, definitely an RB2 uh, and definitely a flex play in here. I think he'll be able to run against my Houston Texans defense, which has been thoroughly disappointing to say the least. Thoroughly disappointing. J.J. Watchett J.D. Uh, Jadavian Clowney and company, where the hell you at? Um, thoroughly disappointing. I don't know what the hell's going on with the defense in Houston, but um, in my opinion, they're not a good play here at all, at all. Um, Ryan Tannehill, Houston's 25th against preventing fantasy points against the uh, um, quarterback position. Ryan, in my opinion, Ryan Tannehill is a good, very good play, especially at home, and especially for the simple fact they're going to be trying to run the football, establish the run, and then do play action to two wide receivers that I think are going to be able to to get open and to flourish, meaning Jarvis Landry, who happens to be a PPR machine, and PPR is gold. People who play fantasy know that. And another guy had talked about earlier, he only had really one bad week, and that was against Revis Island and, and, and the Jets, but he's been in double digits and very nice double digits for uh, anyone, any of uh, the um, – uh, Rashard Matthews owners. So Rashard Matthews 
and uh, Jarvis Landry are solid plays against that Houston defense. Uh, unfortunately, I have to say that, um, but there are solid plays because they can get open against that, that backside of that defense and make, make big plays. And I do believe that they're going to get uh, a couple of visits, one each, into the end zone. All right, let me move on to the next game um, that is going to be – this is a – this is, and it's not because I'm a former Jet fan. It's because I think this is one of the best matchups of the week. Um, and I, I'm really anxious to watch this, 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 game, this game because the fact is it's the New England Patriots versus the New York Jets in uh, New England. Um, Tom Brady's got an excellent record against the Jets, uh, for the, but n- not against the Todd Bowl Jets. And that's, a diff- that's the difference. Not against the Todd Bowl Jets who are a very good a very good team the jets being 4 and 1 the new england patriots being 5 and 0 and looks like Deion lewis is not expected to play from what i'm seeing from rotowire let me just go back to there real quick and make sure that i'm right about this that it's reported that uh, Adam Schefter reports that Deion Lewis does not expect to play week seven against the Jets, which can hurt the offense of the New England Patriots because he's involved in a run and pass game. The Jets are, um, are um, now get this, people. The Jets are number two against preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position. Number one in preventing points against the running back position. Number six preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position and number four. And the reason I'm bringing the tight end to it because of Rob Gronkowski, number four in preventing fantasy points against the tight end position. So if you just go by their top, their top 10 and three out of the four categories I named their top five in preventing fantasy points against the four skill positions that I just talked about, that the Jets should have an extremely good chance of winning this game. But I don't pick winners and losers. I'm picking fantasy. So what I'm talking about in here is this. And caller, hold on for a minute. Um, uh, Deion Lewis, strike him out. I don't think LeGarrette Blunt's going to have a decent day here. Uh, I don't like Danny Amendola. I think uh, Revis Island's going to take a visit to Julian Edelman. And uh, he's not going to be able to get double-digit catches or get uh, more than 60 yards maybe in, in, in the uh, um, catching. And uh, um, I think that Brandon LaFell may be the key because uh, he's supposed to make his debut this week, and that's going to be on Antonio Cromartie and maybe Buster Screen, depending on how the Jets play it. Um, Tom Brady um, and the and Patriots have been averaging like 30-something, over 30 points a game in each game. Um, but I think this is going to be a very tough game. And uh, um, I think he still gets his yardage. Um, I still th- think it, it, he's going to be able to throw a touchdown to maybe Gronkowski, but the temporary expectations on Julia Edelman. Um, on the other side of the ball in the Jets, New England is 28th in preventing fantasy points against the uh, running back, uh, excuse me, quarterback position, fifth. Believe it or not, they're fifth against the uh, preventing fantasy points against the running backs and 25th against the uh, 
a wide receiver position. So what am I saying? Uh, the Jets are a ground-and-pound team, so they're going to try to run the ball with Chris Ivey quite naturally. you got to play Chris Ivey because I still think they can run the ball. Um, you, and I think that, uh, uh, in my opinion, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, and I think the, the key is Eric Decker, have to be able to catch the ball from Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and, uh, and make some plays down the field. Uh, so I will say both these guys are probably uh, – Brandon Marshall is a uh, uh, wide receiver one. Eric Decker is a wide receiver three uh, with – with two upside, um, and he can also be used in the flex position. Um, with that being said, let me bring this caller in from the 973 and uh, find out uh, uh, what he got to uh, say or a question that he wants to ask. Caller from the 973, welcome to the F- – um, excuse me. Caller from the 973, welcome to the master plan. You're talking to JT. What's up? Jerry, this is Jeff. How you doing? What's up, Jeff? What's up? How you doing? Got McCall on here too. Oh, yeah, I thought I heard What's him. Up, how you doing, Mikal? How you um, doing, bro? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How you, how you been? Okay. I haven't heard you in a while. Um, I've been meaning to call for a while, but, you know, sometimes yep. Sunday mornings get a little hectic, you know. Yep, you're right. Um, you're right. What's I'll up? Tell you, I'm, I'm neutral on the Jets, Patriots. I mean, uh, I'm in the New York area, but I'm a Giant mm-hmm. fan. I'll tell you, that has to be the the nastiest rivalry in the NFL. Uh you know, I'm not talking about history. I'm talking about now. And, right. And, you know, everybody's making a big deal because a lot of guys, one of the reasons it's a big rivalry is so many players and coaches have gone back and forth. But, yep. you know, Revis went from the Jets, he had a, a couple years in uh, Tampa, to New England for one year, got his ring, got his money, came back to the Jets. And right. uh, you don't see that a lot. And, no, but, you, you know, don't. Pe- people should – uh, people should call Revis by his real name, Teddy Pendergrass Jr. Because <laughs> doesn't he look like him? I, I swear to God, uh, he yeah. does. I mean, he, he. I'll tell you, he really does. And um, you know, uh, and, and you know when uh, uh, Revis, you know, about every year when he wants his new contract. He goes into the owner or the GM and says, "You got, you got, you got what I want," you know. <laughs> so, you know, it, he's keeping up that uh, family tradition. I, actually, man, he, he he is the uh, nephew of uh, Sean Gilbert, who uh, was a very good uh, defensive tackle in the NFL back yeah. in the '90s and the 2000s. And I, mm-hmm. I give uh, Gilbert credit because he didn't just teach his nephew the game; he taught him the game. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I have no problem with Revis making all that money because if he wasn't making it, it would stay with the owner. And That's true. if he wasn't trying to get paid, if he went broke, you know, a couple of years after he retired, then there'd be a lot of fans saying, these people, they just can't handle their money. You know? right. And uh, right. nobody's ever going to accuse Revis of that, you know. So, uh, but uh, uh, one of the reasons I'm calling is uh, my yep. dynasty league is looking for a new owner because uh, – one one of the owners went psycho, and this this is a real serious keeper league. I mean, about half the guys on my roster are keepers. You know, um, right, right. I'm, I'm going to send uh, an email. Uh, I don't know if okay. you're interested, Macal. This is a real serious league, and the fees a little high. And the thing is, sometimes it is with fees. It might not be that the 150 bucks is that much, but if you're in a bunch of other leagues that want 100 bucks, it adds up. And you know, some <laughs> people aren't into that. And I, I yeah, it adds that. up. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we Send had me a guy link. go psycho, so we'd like to bring in somebody new. They wouldn't have to pay the money now because his team kind of stinks. 
But it'd right. be kind of cool for that guy because he'd have a year to figure out all the complicated rules, and you don't get to manage the team. And then for the following year, he'd have to pay. Usually for the expansion team, it's less. But the, right. in some dynasty leagues, the expansion teams don't have a shot. At least with it, this it, league, you got a shot. Jeff, let me ask you something. Is this the guy? Is this the one that was involved in that trade and he finally went psycho on it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Miguel, well, I mean, it, it... oh, was he there? Macau? Yeah, I'm here. Are, are, are you interested? Who? My, my dynasty league is looking for a new uh, GM. Nah, nah, Hello? I ain't got the time, bro. Okay, nope. You know what? At least you're honest. Better that than say yeah and then drop the ball. No problem. No problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested, um, Jeff. Okay, well, I'm, I'm I'll send you. I'll send you the info. So um, okay. And, and okay. It's, uh, the commissioner is really good. This is a real serious league. I mean, the people, most okay. of the people, really know this stuff. Um, okay. And I'm sure the terms would be very generous to whoever would join us. So. Um, okay, let me let me let me ask you something. Um, do I do I have if you send it to me? Do I have enough time to to get in this week, or would it be just uh, start? No, next week? yeah, they wouldn't have not enough time for this week. It'd be for week eight. Okay, that's no problem. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll keep me, an eye out for email. Send, yeah, send me the email because I'm I'm constantly on I'm constantly online leading up to the okay. first game of, of the right. afternoon. So, um, email email me the information. We can go from there. Okay, great. All right. Thanks All a lot, right, Jeff. Catch you later. All right, people. Uh, we got seven minutes with five teams to go. Eight minutes, roughly. Got five teams to go. Looks like I'm joining another league. Oh, well. Anyway, um, here we go. We got the San Diego Chargers <laughs> with uh, uh, the uh, Oakland Raiders coming off a bye, visiting the San Diego Chargers with Phillip Rivers, who's been super, super and I got to say it again, super hot. Due for over, what, 500 yards last week, I think it was, something like that, something crazy. Going up against Derek Carr and, and, and company who have uh, rested up for the last few weeks because they were on a week, uh, week six bye. Um, a div- division rival and visiting, visiting the, like I said, the San Diego Chargers, bright and sunny uh, um, um, uh, uh, day in, in, in uh, Southern Cal. Uh, Antonio Gates suffered a MCL sprain and uh, was unable to practice all week. Looks like he'd be a game-time decision. He is listed as questionable. Uh, for those uh, owners who own Gates, and I, I, I'm one of them, luckily I have a viable option in the tight end position. Um, uh, you should, you can, if he's still there, and I kind of doubt it, but in a lot of leagues he may, he may still be sitting out there. Ladarius Green, he may have been dropped in a few leagues. Pick him up. Because uh, uh, it looks like Ladari- just be on the safe side. You pick up Ladarius Green and, she- and uh, uh, the um, um, Oakland Raiders people are one of the worst teams. In fact, they're the worst team in preventing fantasy points in the tight end position. Every uh, tight end, except w- with the exception of Owen Daniels, has um, excelled and scored some serious fantasy points against the uh, Oakland Raiders. Um, they're uh, top 20 in every other um, skill position, meaning quarterback 18, running back 12, and wide receiver 14 in preventing fantasy points. But they are the absolute worst 
in preventing fantasy points against the, the uh, tight end. So um, if it's not Antonio Gates, it's Darius Green uh, in the tight end position that I would um, um, suggest that you uh, play. I almost also suggest because there's a strong shot um, that Melvin Gordon, yes, Melvin Gordon may be sat down this week because um, he's dealing with an ankle injury, and I think probably because of his fumble issues and he hasn't been that effective, that uh, Brandon Oliver may take over his um, may take over the uh, um, um, running back position with Danny Woodhead. So those Melvin Gordon owners who have Melvin Gordon in your lineup, guess what? You if you don't want a big fat zero and, and he's not active. Or, 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 then I would suggest you grabbing up uh, Brandon Oliver and uh, put him in your lineup because he's going to be getting the football more than Melvin Gordon is. Um, and and, and uh, it's going to only benefit you and, and your fantasy team in the long run. Um, Keenan Allen is dealing with uh, um, uh, a hip issue. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't practice uh, for two days. He returned to practice on Friday. And said he uh, feels fine and that there's no limitation. Um, Stevie Johnson is still another questionable, questionable player. He was limited the first two days. Then he had a full go on Friday. Um, he was de- He's dealing with a hamstring issue. So you got two guys coming back off of injury. Um, you don't know how long and how effective they're going to be. Um, I would take a chance on Keenan Allen. Uh, if you don't feel too comfortable about Keenan Allen, well, there's one wide receiver that a lot of people are probably he's probably sitting on your waiver wire, Malcolm Floyd. Um, put Malcolm Floyd in your lineup because uh, uh, there's always a strong possibility Keenan Allen or Stevie Johnson or both of them won't be able to finish the game. Uh, Malcolm Floyd would be the only uh, healthy wide receiver, and uh, I, I would use Malcolm uh, uh, Floyd. Uh, quite naturally, you got to play Phillip Rivers. I, I expect him to throw over 300 over yards couple touchdowns, um, but I'm not um, not confident about uh, Melvin Gordon playing. Um, Danny Woodhead is it, it, heavily used in PPR, so that's a no-brainer. And uh, um, on the Raiders' side, um, Latavius Murray. Now, uh, San Diego is the absolute worst, absolute worst in preventing fantasy points against the running backs. Um, so – I, I expect Latavius Murray, who was uh, um, set down uh, in uh, game, week five, if I'm not mistaken, and he was dealing with shoulder issues, had another week to heal up, uh, probably anxious to get back on the field and uh, uh, perform. I expect him to perform well against this, the bottom part of the run defense uh, in uh, um, San Diego. Uh, Amari Cooper, now San Diego – is third in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. I know that a lot of people are saying sit him, but I wouldn't. I think this kid still can get get some decent yardage, 50, 60 yards, a couple, uh, let me say, before five catches, and he gets, he gets a toss for him to get into the end zone. Another viable guy here, because I think there's going to be a lot of tension on Amari Cooper, is a Michael Crabtree. Um, I think he's definitely a, a wide receiver three, uh, four, somewhere around there, and and, and definitely viable flex play. Um, 
All right. <clears throat> Let's move on to another game, the last 4 o'clock game, before we get to the night game and then the Monday night game. Mikhail, you got anything to interject before I get to the um, Cowboys versus no, the Giants? No, okay. sir. All right. Let's get to the Cowboys. We're going to go into a little bit of overtime. Uh, it won't be that long, but we are going to in, into overtime just in a short, um, about a minute and a half. Just hang with us because we're going to go all the way to the Monday night. <clears throat> Here we go with Dallas versus the New York Giants. And this is uh, going to be a very interesting game. Des Bryant is not expected to play. He's out. Odell Beckham practice on Friday. And um, it, is dealing with a hamstring issue. Um, well, if, if he's if he's uh, active, you got to play him. But you know, with a hamstring, he has issues with his hamstring. You, I, good luck with that. I'm glad I don't have Odell Beckham. You know, it, he's good when he when he's good, but when you're expecting a lot from him and he's dealing with a injury that he's trying to cope with during during uh, game time, uh, all it takes is one bad move and. There goes your fantasy points, but you got to play him. And if you play, he plays him, then you got to expect six or seven catches and getting a, a, a bill out of it, meaning a hundred dollar bill out of it, and uh, uh, probably trip into the end zone. Um, it's hard to talk about any of the other wide receivers, include, include, including the tight end, even though Dallas is. Um, um, uh, well, not even though. Dallas is top 10 in preventing fantasy points in a wide receiver position. They're um, 29th in preventing fantasy points against the running back and 13th against the quarterback. So what's that telling me? They're telling me that the Giants should be able to run the football. Well, they haven't been able to run the football that well, um, and I don't expect them to to be able to do that. But I do expect Shane Vereen, who's a pass-catching running back, to be effective in the passing game, short passing game, and uh, to be able to get the 11 or 12 points, which would get you a nice flex play. And um, I, I, I like that. Now, on the other side, you got Matt Castle. First game starting for the Dallas Cowboys. And um, there's no high expectations here. Now, we got a carousel of three running backs, Darren McFadden, um, Joseph Randall, and word is that uh, Christian Michael, who was acquired from Seattle a few weeks back, is supposed to get involved in a running game because uh, they're not happy about the production of Joseph Randall, even though Scott Lanahan, the offensive coordinator from the um, Dallas Cowboys, has said that Joseph Randall is still the lead back. Um, it's a wait and see on Joseph Randall. And Christian Michael, it's not a wait and see, believe it or not, on Darren McFadden. Lance Dunbar was a pass-catching uh, running back uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, Darren McFadden has taken over that position, and uh, um, he uh, uh, performed it pretty well the, the last time out, uh, and I expect him to do the same thing. He's going to be about six or seven catches, 40 to 50 yards, a definite flex play in my position, um, in my opinion, I should say. Uh, um, out, of, out of the running back position. Now, in the pass catchers, um, the uh, New York Giants are 12th preventing 
points against the uh, wide receiver, 24th against the running back, and 19th against the quarterback. So the way they attack the Giants, and 28th against the tight end. So the way they attack the Giants, in my opinion, is running the football and throwing to the tight end. So I expect Jason Witten to have a big day. Um, um, safe passes from Matt Castle, who doesn't have a real big arm. And um, and uh, um, I expect Darren McFadden, safe passes, short passes to uh, um, uh, um, protect Matt Castle. So those are two players that I really like. Uh, it's a crapshoot with the, with the uh, wide receivers. I'm not expecting too much from the wide receivers, so I can't give you that uh, um, as a viable play. Uh, Mikael, we got two games left. You got anything that you want to inter- interject um, up until this point? Or you want me to nah, get going? Nah, bro, you on the road. Okay. All right. The next game, which is the 8:30 game, um, which is the um, the e- Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Macau's favorite team, <laughs> <laughs> and the Carolina Panthers, who are, are, are balling, undefeated. Philly visiting the Carolina Panthers, and uh, supposedly, let me see what the, what the weather is supposed to be like there. Uh, Supposedly, it's supposed to be about 67, uh, give or take, um, and a, a slight drizzle. Um, perfect football weather, in my opinion, um, uh, this time of year. Um, and let's talk about the Philadelphia. A lot of people are picking the Philadelphia Eagles to go into Carolina and beat Carolina. I don't see it. I know the Philadelphia defense is pretty pretty good. Um, they are um, uh, 16th, middle of the pack, Preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, fantasy points against in running back position, uh, but they're only 26th in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position and sixth uh, in preventing points against the tight end position. What's that? What's that say for me and, and, and Cam Newton and company? Play Cam Newton because uh, <laughs> it seems like uh, it seems like you saw what Cam Newton did in in uh, Seattle. And I said in Seattle, not in Carolina playing Seattle, in Seattle. So, in my opinion, Cam Newton's matchup proof. So you got to play Cam Newton because I think he'll be able to ball out. Uh, and, and and the defense that the Carolina plays is going to be able to put Cam Newton and the rest of that offense in good scoring position. So you got to play Cam Newton because he's a dual-threat quarterback. And I think he gets a touchdown pass and a running pass uh, in this game. Um, Jonathan Stewart. Mm, let me tell you. Let me tell you something, people. For those who are listening, the last five games in the fantasy world, uh, from week I think twelve to week sixteen, the Carolina Panthers have probably one of the best um, schedules for the running back position. So if you need to pick up a running back and in the early in the next few weeks, he's going to have difficult matchups. Pick up Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart, believe it or not, is a strong, strong candidate to finish the season like he finished it last year. So, uh, with that being said, uh, also Ted Ging, I think, is probably going to have a nice day against this defense. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to get tripped into the end zone, which wouldn't surprise me, but he'll be able to get you wide receiver three and some flex points if you put him in a flex position. Who this guy? This is another guy that's matchup proof. 
I don't care what the defense says about it, uh, uh, preventing fantasy points uh, with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Greg Olson is is a uh, wide receiver, excuse me, a, a uh, tight end one without a shadow of a doubt. You see what they did with the um, uh, Seattle Seahawks? He could do the same thing week in and week out. He had some dry weeks a few weeks back, but he's back balling. Cam Newton looks for him, and I like Greg Olson big time in here, along with the uh, – kicker. Now, I haven't named the kicker, but this well, this is a kicker. He's home. They're, they'll be able to move the ball, even if they don't get it into the end zone. They'll, they'll be able to get it within field goal range, and I think Graham Gano has a good day today. Let's move to the last but not least game of the week, and I'm not saying it's the game of the week, but the last game of the week, which is the Monday night game, which pits the pitiful, the pitiful, absolutely one in five Arizona Cardinals, I mean, excuse me, the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who are on a, on a two-game losing streak and are one and three on the road um, against the um, five and one Arizona Cardinals, who are pissed off because they lost to Pittsburgh last week. And, and um, um, Arizona, is, excuse me, not Arizona. Gee, why keep me saying that? Um, the Baltimore Ravens, are 31st in preventing fantasy points in the wide receiver position. 32nd in that same thing, preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position. They're better against the tight end. They're better against the running back. So what's the best thing that the Arizona Cardinals do and have? A quarterback that can throw to the wide receivers. So what I'm saying is this. Um, Chris Johnson may be able to find find room, but the two wide receivers and John Brown may be having an issue with his hamstrings. So that may migrate over to Michael Floyd if he's sitting on a waiver wire and you're a John Brown fan, if you want to use him for one week, this is the week to use him. I'm talking about Michael Floyd um, because there's fantasy points galore to be made in the passing game. Uh, Carson Palmer is quite natural on everybody's, uh, everyone's roster that he's not on a waiver wire. I, I, I can't believe he would be. And he's going to have a hell of a, hell of a night, Monday night, throwing a ball to e- either John Brown if he's healthy, uh, Michael Floyd, who's healthy, and, of course, his favorite target, which would be Larry Fitzgerald. Um, quite naturally, you played, you played all three of those guys because they're going to be involved in a passing game and, and uh, um, Baltimore is going to suffer. On the other side of the ball, um, Arizona is 11th in the quarterback, 6th in the running back, 18th in the wide receiver, and 1st in preventing fantasy points against those respective, respective positions. So Crockett Gilmore, even though he may be healthy, I don't like him. Uh, Steve Smith. Um, Patrick Peterson and company are going to try to stifle Steve Smith. Uh, I don't like him. Uh, Kamar Aiken, maybe on the other side, um, because they're going to roll coverage to, so much to uh, Steve Smith that Kamar Aiken may be able to um, uh, uh, um, thrive in that. But uh, uh, the pass rush and the pressure that's going to be put on Joe Flacco, who does not perform well on the road, um, I think Joe Flacco is not a play, and, and I wouldn't play him. I know some people people have him in his lineup, um, and also that Justin Forsett. He may uh, uh, he probably have no other choice but to play him 
but temper your expectations and just for set. Um, I think they may move the ball. They have one of the best kickers in the National Football League and Justin Tucker, who has a decent leg, um, and we're able to get some um, fantasy points from the kicker position. So Justin Tucker, in my opinion, is a very good play. And uh, um, the Arizona Cardinals only 22nd preventing fantasy points against a kicker. Um, and, and so I, I think Justin Tucker, like I said, is a, is a viable play. Uh, with that being said, that ends it all. Um, uh, and uh, there's a couple guys that I think you need to pick up. Uh, Ronnie Hillman, for one. I know he's on a buy, but if he's sitting out there, you need Trump, you probably need to pick him up. Um, uh, Kristen Michael, I know there's a lot of talk. Some people have picked him up. Some people haven't. I, he's a viable uh, thought to pick up if, if uh, he's still sitting out there. I told you about Stephon Diggs. I'll be surprised if he's still sitting out there for people because he's going to be – he's starting. He didn't start before. Now he's starting. So he's more or less taking over that uh, wide receiver position, uh, one of the wide receiver positions in, in Minnesota. I think he's going to be a uh, surprise – not a surprise anymore. I talked about him a few weeks ago. He broke out, um, and, and I still think there's a lot of room for um, – uh, up. there's a lot of upside in his game. That's just some of the few guys that I, I, I've been talking about over the last few weeks. Hopefully you picked them up. Hopefully um, it helps you in your fantasy week. And hopefully that uh, um, it puts you one, one game closer when you win to your fantasy playoffs. All right, Macau, um, I'm, I appreciate you sitting there and being patient. And uh, um, I'm giving you an opportunity uh, to talk uh, and say what you need to say or want to say before we get out of here. Talk to me. <clears throat> Dude, you need you need to check out a gentleman by the name of Terrence Crawford. If you haven't checked him out already, he's a boxer. The dude is he got it all, man. He's got it all. You had to check him I, out. He just I, fought last night. What'd you say? What's his first name? Terrence T E R R E N T. Yep, Terrence okay. Crawford. Mm-hmm. From Omaha, Nebraska. Right. He is a, he he uh he currently is the WVO 140 well super light super lightweight champion. Um, I don't see anybody in the welterweight division that could deal with him, Slim. I really, really? don't. He's got yeah. He's got he's what? got the boxing skill and he's got the power. He's got the defense. He's got the style. He's kind of got the uh, he's got the personality that you'd like to, you know what I'm saying? Real soft spoken mm-hmm. Midwest type dude. Right. I I, I like him. I, I like I, I like the way he boxes. I, I like Is the he, way he boxes. Was he on the Glovekin card? Yeah, he was on last night. Right. Because Golovkin had a fight too. Night. He 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 was on that same card, right? No, Golovkin's fight aired. Uh, last yesterday. Oh, okay. The fight just aired. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you re- you should check this guy out. Really check this guy out. He uh, they they talking about um him getting in the ring with with Pacquiao, but I I'll believe it when I see it because this <laughs> this type of guy this type of guy could could uh I mean would would really give Pacquiao fits. I mean, because that right? he could box. Yeah. Right. He could, he could really box. He could really, really, really box. 
He's that. Right. He's that next guy. All right, for those for those uh, Jeremy Macklin fans, I, I I hate to interrupt you, but for those Jeremy Macklin fans, uh, Jeremy Macklin is is out versus the Steelers. They have to be listed questionable, so he's not going to go. He's part of the inactive, so he's not going to be playing this week. So you you got to go to another alternative uh, in a running in a uh, wide receiver position. So I'm just just letting you know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check him out. I wrote it down here. I'm gonna check him out after we get off uh, off the air. And, and uh, see what I can find out about this kid, Terrence, uh, uh, Terrence or Terrence, Terrence Crawford. Okay, Terrence. no, no problem, no problem. I'm gonna check him out when we get off the air here. All right. With that being said, um, I, I, you got anything else, man? No, that's it. Okay. That's it, well, with that being with that being said, I really appreciate you, you joining me uh, for for the time that you spent. Uh, don't be a stranger, man. Um, let me put it this way. I'm on on thir- I'm on Thursday night at eight o'clock. Um, Mac Williams is back on Friday um, at eight what? o'clock. Yeah, Mac Williams what? is back on Friday. Yes, sir. It, uh, this past this past Friday was our first show back. Yeah, he's back in rare form as always, and uh, um, and quite naturally, I'm 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 on here on 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 Saturday, and you know you hear me, you got me on Sunday, so I'm on four nights, four night four four two days. Uh, two nights, I should say, and uh, uh, one afternoon and one morning, um, consecutive days, Thursday, gotta, Friday, I, Saturday, I, and Sunday. I got to ask you. I got to ask you. Go ahead. Has he, flipped on the whole, has he flipped on the whole LeBron type thing? Oh, no, he still can't stand. He, he, he don't like LeBron, man. Oh, no. He oh, don't he like still LeBron. don't like LeBron. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Okay. No, no. No, no. He don't know. He don't like LeBron. Okay. I didn't bring it up. I, I didn't bring it up. Go ahead. Well, you didn't bring it up because what? No, I didn't bring it up because we were t- we were talking politics. He he's talking Trump and all that. So uh, yeah. Oh okay. Well, yeah. At least so he's consistent, you know. Yeah. I thought, thought he yeah. was, You know, having the temper tantrum because he left Cleveland and he back. And <laughs> I, I hadn't get a chance to, uh, you know, since he you know he blocked me on Facebook, you know, but my and it wasn't even my fault. It was my friend's fault. They just like <laughs> went in on him. It was like like I did it, but it wasn't my fault. Eastern Standard Time on a Friday night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, bro. All, All right. right. I'm, 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 a, I'm definitely going to come do that and warm that up. Okay. <laughs> you be ready, be ready to hang up on me. <laughs> All, <laughs> All are welcome. I control the board, man. I, you know, I don't hang up on anybody. I, I let anybody air, air their opinion. <laughs> I, I don't put anybody on mute, and I don't. Air, I let everybody air their opinion, man. It's free will, and so... Um, Right. Everybody's entitled. To, everybody's right. entitled. To, everyone's entitled to the to their opinion. So it is what it is. Um, yeah. All right. With that being said, like I said, I appreciate you uh, um, uh, coming on t- today, man, and uh, um, give me your um, opinion on your team and whatever else that you had to say. And I'm I'm gonna definitely look up this boxer because um, I'm looking for uh, somebody to really follow. Um, Floyd's not there anymore, and uh, um, I'm looking for someone I can. Uh, uh, lay my um, 
put my hat on. And this this guy maybe sound yeah. like a, a, a good dude to do it. So we'll we'll find out. We'll see. Anyway, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, tune in next week, people. Same time, same bat channel. Eight uh, ten p.m. Excuse me, ten a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am JT, aka the Master, and we're out. Let's go. Ain't no room for hesitation up in here. It's time to leave it on the field. Cause it's game time. It's time to make your hard work pay off. Make your mom and dad proud. Make your opponent pay the price. It's time to step up and get it done, son. You go hard or you go home. From the first whistle to the last. Bring it all day, every play. Cause you know your boys are gonna put on the line for you. They got your back, so you better have theirs. This is about the team. It's about pride. It's about who's the hungriest. So what's it gonna be, man? You gonna leave it on the field, or you gonna leave it inside? You gonna leave it or something in your tank, or you gonna do what champions do? Leave nothing. Leave nothing. Leave nothing. Leave nothing.